Would you give your mum, dad, aunt or that uncle who hugged your partner a little too long free access to your phone? Oh no! Oh my god, it's, it's a really long video! Ew! In Dave's brand new YouTube original, Get Off My Phone, we've got six comedians to give their phones over to a relative with total freedom to read messages, DMs, photos and browser history. What's your social history? Sorry? What to do? Tips for relief. The rules are simple. Their relative can read anything they want and even make calls from the comedian's phone. What is this? What is I know what this one is. That, that looks really okay. bad. Starring Tanya Moore, Anya Magliano, Finlay Christie, Travis J with his mum Angie Lamar, Hayley Morris, Grace Campbell and dad Alistair Campbell. Slightly sexually compromising <laughs> Divulging their deepest digital secrets. <laughs> what the hell is happening? Get off my phone. A Dave YouTube original. Available now on Dave's YouTube channel. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is a Dave original podcast. Welcome to the Hypothetical Podcast. I'm your host, Maisie Adam. My guests today will be Josh Widdicombe and James A. Caster. How are you doing, guys? Very good. Good, thank you, Maisie. Yep. Good. How are you? Yes, very well, very well. Delighted to have you on the show. Thanks for taking the time. It's a joy to be on your show. <laughs> and you're doing a very good job of hosting it so far, I think. So far, so good. Maybe take a moment to comment on the Chortle Award in the background. Yeah, well done. Congratulations. Right, there isn't a Chortle Award. <laughs> there isn't a Chortle Award. Right, no, I'm not having that. This isn't going to be a thing Did you for the buy rest the backlight sh- before you had the award? So, Stop it. I, there is no It looks Chortle- a bit like the cover of Dark Side of the Moon, the way the light projects through it, I think. It's quite nice. There isn't, there isn't a Chortle Award in the background. In my background, there is a glimpse of a wardrobe and one of those scratch maps on the wall. That's mm. that's what we've got. There's no Chortle Award. Okay. I mean, I have a Chortle Award, thanks for bringing it up, but it's not in view because I'm a humble and modest host. Our eyes deceived us. Apologies, Maisie. Yeah. That's a muted apology, James, but we'll move, we'll, we'll, we'll move on because um, less about me, more about you. Today, you will, of course, be competing against each other for this week's hypothetical prizes. Do you want to hear what they are? Yeah, yeah. Chortle Award. You are competing for, for no, but you are competing for a walk-in wardrobe. Oh, you're also nice. competing yeah. for a motorised office chair and a pair of platform shoes with a miniature train set in the soles. Oh, lovely! This week you'll be going head to head again to see who's best, who will come out on top. Let's find out in this week's What Would You Do? I don't like to keep bringing it up. But when I was at the Chortle Awards, oh, I had sake. to quickly, <laughs> I had to quickly run away from it to go and do a corporate over the road, where I was doing ten minutes of stand up, and the host was none other than um, Planet Saviour Chris Packham. Oh wow! Oh, lovely, Love Chris Packham. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. a guy! 
What yeah. a guy. Beat him, at, beat him on Pointless. Did you? Did you really? Yeah, me and my dad beat him and his daughter. Oh, well, oh, now we know how much you hate the planet. Yeah. <laughs> As comedians, you'll know that there's nothing better to go on and do a comedy set um, than following a sort of 10-minute speech about how the planet's in dire situation <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. that the, the COP26 summit was completely pointless. That's that's what oh, I God. always like to go on yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and follow. Uh, and such was the case at this gig. But... After the runaway success of Chris Packham, Mary Berry and Monty Don, TV has decided that the only way to fight falling ratings is to focus on employing experts. If you ever want to work in TV again, you need to rebrand yourself as the next big TV expert. Now, here are the rules. The three shows looking for experts are Antiques Roadshow, Crufts and Clarkson's Farm. Clarkson's Farm. Wow. Yeah, you know Clarkson's Farm. You're always banging on about how much you love Clarkson's Farm. I've certainly seen it listed on Amazon. I'm aware of Clarkson's Farm. It's, it's meant to be surprisingly good, isn't it, Clarkson's Farm? But I've not seen it. You're aware of his work? I'm aware of his work. Big fans? Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen, I haven't seen Clarkson's Farm. I have heard it's very good. One of the things about Clarkson, of course, is that he does have quite a an eye for making good television. He does know what yeah. makes a good TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's just one of the worst human beings who's ever existed. Oh, I don't know what's given you that impression. I think that's jumping yeah. massively to conclusions. I, I think I think we've learned by now, James. There's a lot of bad people that make very good TV, and we, we've got yeah. to make our peace with that, James. <laughs> Fact, being, a, being a good person holds you back a lot of the time. <laughs> Do you think that's where you two are going wrong? You're just two good guys. <laughs> We're just two good guys. Oh, there's two lovely men. Yeah, that's what they'd say. So, uh, what? Which of those sort of which of those shows? would you be drawn to as an expert? Have you got expertise in antiques, in dog grooming or in farming with Jeremy Clarkson? Well, I, I grew up in, not in a farming community. That's too far. That's that's too big a claim. Amish? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Strange that I ended up on TV, really, because I, I wasn't even aware of its existence. You've done so well to get <laughs> yeah. away. I grew up in a, in Devon. So I'm aware of farmers and I'm aware of their practices. And so I, I'd possibly be more able to repeat the kind of lingo of farming, certainly than I would with dogs. Can we get some of that lingo? What would what what's some farming lingo? Mm. Um tractor. A tractor. Hello. So so what what would happen on Clarkson's farm? Give me an example of what would happen. He'd go, he'd be struggling to put up a fence. Yeah. So yeah. I would then, in that situation, suggest Baylor twine, which I think is quite a good bit of um, wow. farming lingo. Oh, now now we're getting into lingo, yeah. Where's this come from? Baylor twine. Are you aware of Baylor twine? That's the string that goes around hay bales. No. That then has the secondary purpose of being used as string in other contexts. Well, it's shaping up to be a great episode already. <laughs> Baylor Twine, wow. that'll win a BAFTA. That'll win a BAFTA. It's not all about awards, Maisie. Despite it's the not... way, that, it's not, despite the way that your uh, your sitting room's been laid out. Stop! There's no there's no awards in my background. But I also think, um, from my knowledge of Clarkson's Farm, there's a situation where yeah, he's kind of surrounded by kind of quirky figures from the countryside. So if you weren't that much mm-hmm. of an expert. Actually, yes. it would give him a chance to do kind of looks at camera as if look at what I'm dealing with here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes. so actually, it would be a situation where I'd posit myself as 
like a kind of quirky countryside guy who's constantly suggesting mm-hmm. Baylor twine. And, yes. and Jeremy can have a lot of fun with that in his kind yes. of ad-libs yeah. to camera. Okay, so you reckon you could go for... I mean, it is saying that you want to be experts and already you've gone, well, I'd assign myself as the novice on the farm, so... No, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be, a, no, I wouldn't a, be a novice. I wouldn't be a novice. I'd be someone who's kind of a bit two-dimensional and just a, just kind of offering the same kind of advice, whatever the situation. That'll be a stretch for you, Josh. Um <laughs> <laughs> James, James, Ooh. which one are you drawn to? Crufts, I reckon. Crufts? I, quite like, I mean, well, yesterday I met my friend's new dog, a cockapoo puppy, and I absolutely loved it. So I reckon I'd just enjoy hanging out with all the dogs. Oh, OK, OK. I mean, I would imagine that if your role on Crufts is, is expert, you'd be one of the lads in, like, a smart jacket, you know, maybe beige trousers, and you've got you can't just go up and start... Going, oh, he's a good boy. He's a good boy. Well, I'm the expert. I can do what I want. Oh, okay. You're going to bring a new. So I can do what I want. If I'm the expert and I go up to him and I'm like, come here, come here, and I'm like, you know, having a, a good old time, then uh, people have to let me do whatever the, I want to them. You'll be rolling <laughs> around on the floor with the dogs, James. That kind, you know, like yeah. properly, like loving it. Yeah. yeah, letting them lick your face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, then I have to be like, well, he's the expert. I guess. I guess this is okay. How would you choose who would win? Just which one is drawn to you the most? Yeah, which one I had the best bond with. Yeah. <laughs> so all these people who've spent ages training it to do special tricks, to mm-hmm. walk in a certain way, they've permed its hair maybe. Yeah. Ultimately, it comes down to which one is attracted to you. and, and It comes down to personality, and, and that's, that's, that's what really counts in life, Maisie, <laughs> is, is who you are on the inside. And that is what I'm going to be judging the dogs on. And that is a lesson for all the dog groomers, is that it's not about all this superficial, shallow stuff that they put so much value on. It's about who you are within. And they're going to learn that when I'm one of the experts on crafts. It's about who you are, not what you look like. I like that. That's kind of like, you know, when they do those Miss World competitions and they ask them really quite big questions, like how would you solve world peace? Yeah. Yeah, Is I don't think we're trying to solve yeah. world peace, Maisie, but we've each got our own views on how the world should be run. But Interesting. <laughs> yeah, interesting that you feel that that would be an issue, world peace. <laughs> Who's going to get rid of world peace, Maisie? <laughs> um, well, well <laughs> this is what I love about those competitions is they always give an answer of like... Um, I just think that um, a positive mindset is what's required in the world. Yeah. And if we all had a positive mindset and woke up and were thankful for what we have, the world would be a better place. And I honestly think if oh, we yeah, had... Oh, yeah, I forgot that Kermit entered Miss World. Vote <laughs> <laughs> me for Miss World. <laughs> um, okay. James, in your Crufts show, are you the, the main host or the, or the main the main judge? Is there any sidekick or... Or uh, fellow adjudicators with you? Well, I'd probably or is it just one man and his dogs. Bring in my favourite TV dog, um, Matthew Crosby. Oh yeah, and Matthew Crosby. Uh, for those listeners who don't know, wonderful comedian, <laughs> writer, and uh, he co-hosted a show with Tim Brooke Taylor for a while um, on CBBC, I think, where he dressed no, up as a dog. James, it was on primetime BBC. Oh yeah, sorry, it was on primetime BBC. <laughs> they showed animal clips and. Uh, 
Matthew would dress up as a dog for the whole thing and would co-host it as a dog. You're lying. No, he's not lying. Not not lying. Animal Antics. Animal Antics, it was called. I really loved it. I really loved uh, Crosby as Sparky the dog. And I do miss it now it's not on TV. And so I would want Matthew as Sparky the dog. I can't believe I've missed this. So Matthew Crosby would be dressed, what, like in floppy ears and face paint? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I mean, I've got a photo on my phone of it. Um, I won't really help the... We'll tweet it out. We'll tweet it out. That's what we say, isn't it? Oh, good Lord. It's like that animal in, um, you know, in The Shining, when they go upstairs and there's, a, <laughs> there's, there's an animal in the hotel room being yeah, quite yeah, naughty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It looks like that. Um, that's harrowing. That's a really harrowing picture would you then have him win james because you bonded the best with him and then he'd win crafts yeah yeah i think so i mean or, or <laughs> he, he would be i mean i have bonded very well with matthew over the years so i think yeah he's he'd be in with a chance of winning even though he's the guest judge so there'd be all these people who've worked tirelessly to get their dog to to trot to to present themselves in a good way and then matthew crosby would appear in face paint and full costume go bounding up to you knock you over, lick your face as you lie down and try to calm and go, good boy, good boy, good boy. And that's the winner of Crofts. Sounds about right, yeah. <laughs> and that's a lesson for all the people who have entered their dogs and made their dogs do all these awful things. Instead of just enjoying being a dog, they've had to you know, run through hoops and <laughs> uh, be all obedient and not enjoy their lives, even though they've got... You know, they've got 15 years if they're lucky, a lot of these small little animals, and they just want to run around in fields and have a good time and just show their owner love. Like Matthew Crosby does. <laughs> it's yeah. like Matthew Crosby really makes the most of the life that he's got and the time <laughs> that he's got on this world. He just has a nice time and he just shows people a lot of love and he gets a lot of love back in return. And that is how dogs should be living their lives. Would you end Crofts by releasing all the dogs into the wild, James, and go, run free? Yeah. Release them back into the wild, and their owners, and their owners know that before it happens that if you don't win, that your dog gets released back into the wild. Maybe the Yorkshire Moors, if that if that helps me. Oh, for crying! All oh, right, that. no, come me. on, I don't want any any kiss ass stuff here. Right, you could just release them onto um, where where would you release hmm. them? Maybe onto Josh's farm. Well, I mean, even if you weren't here, I'd probably release them onto the Moors. I think that's quite a nice place for dogs to run. Okay, right, that's so, got you a point. Now you've said that, that's fine. Yeah, because wait, isn't Crufts like it'll be a, where's Crufts? Earl's Court or something? So essentially, you're probably, just gonna, yeah, you're just going to be releasing them into kind of West London. Yeah, that's not nice for any dog. Oh, that's a bit <laughs> Disney. You know, you, you get Disney films like that. Oh yes, well, yes, that's very dogs, true. dogs the running running hellfire over Portobello Market as people are trying <laughs> yeah. to sell vegetables. Catching a double-decker bus over to Big Ben. <laughs> yeah. Sounds pretty good to me. Knocking over a man in a bowler hat. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm not only uh, awarding points, I'm, I'm commissioning the show right here, right now, yes. James. That's, uh, that's it. I'll give, you, I'll give you a full five points, I think. I'm crying out loud. There you go. Uh, right, and for that, that's minus one already. What okay? do you mean? For yes. you, Josh. Yes. I won't have that on this show. I don't know how you run your show. Well, I do know how you run your show because I've been on it. And you get stressed every time. Yeah, you didn't do very well, did you? I, I don't get stressed. I'm I'm firm but fair. You get really stressed. Right. So five points for James. Minus one for the unhelpful comment there, Josh. It's not in the spirit of the game. Just showing passion. <laughs> Hold up. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Now for our next round, not for a million quid, where our contestants bid to see who would pay the least to do the thing in the question. I'll give the question, then you each bid a figure. The winner is whoever bids lowest and can justify being able to cope with it. So, Josh and James. Yes. How much for you to be accompanied by one of your old teachers on every holiday you take <laughs> for the rest of your life? Oh, God. No rules, except you must pick a real teacher yeah, and try not to use real names if they've done something illegal. Okay, fine. Yes. I've met one of Josh's old teachers. You've met one of Josh's old teachers. How did that come about? When did... Well, we, we we did this question on the show in the first series and every not for a million quid in the first series, yeah. I did a little video for. And so I met one of Josh's teachers and we went to... You went to the seaside, didn't you, with Miss Blackwell? With Miss Blackwell. And uh, <laughs> it was a very miserable day, like the really overcast weather. And uh, Mrs. Blackwell was a very good sport. Was she? You know, she was very nice. I probably would choose her. Yeah. I once went uh, for a drink with uh, with her after she came to see me do a gig. And it was great because we just talked about, you suddenly just get the background to everything you'd observed as a 15-year-old. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Suddenly you saw all your teachers as human beings for the first time rather than yeah. teachers. So I yeah. I loved it. So I probably would enjoy it. She sounds a legend. Yeah. It was between her and Mr. Sutton who uh, taught drama. He was he was eccentric. Uh, he spoke Klingon. And um, when you went into his, um, <laughs> when you went into his class... <laughs> He'd be doing um, kind of a martial art where he'd be kind of dancing with a stick while he walked into the drama studio. I think for a period he lived in a tent by a waterfall as well while he was teaching at our school. He was the absolute inspiring teacher you'd get in like something like Grange Hill. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You know what I'd worry about with Miss Blackwell, though? Yeah. You falling in love? <laughs> That's true. That's true. There was a glint in your eyes when you were reminiscing about that post-gig drink. That there was sort other of, people there. It felt like it should have backing music on it. Oh, come on now. Yeah. This is this is unfair. I would worry. You, you are happily married. <laughs> I am, yeah. You've got a lovely family. Yeah. You're a lovely man. But but you get him in a ski chalet with Miss Blackwell and I think... I would worry. I think, I think oh, anything could happen. come on now, Maisie. I'm not going skiing. There's no, no way true. I'm going There's skiing. There's no way you're no. going skiing. No. <laughs> There's no. You're going for a nice country walk. Exactly. Very little baler twine up on the slopes. <laughs> yeah. So who are you going for out of the two then, Miss Blackwell or Mr Sutton, for every holiday for the rest of your life? Mr Sutton to stop those those vile rumours. Those vicious rumours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You sound, like, it sounds like you'd be quite sort of... Um, yin and yang to each other like he's very eccentric very sort of um out there and right. then i think you would bring a sort of nice calm um beige where are you going with this beige it. beige it's incredible no, wow no 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 
that's that, but listen, that's that's sometimes needed wow. when you've got an eccentric person on a travel log. You can't both be the fun one, Josh. Mm. So you're saying I, the professional comedian, have become Mr. Sutton's straight man. That's You'd what be you're the saying. Straight man. Hundred percent. Do you think I think I could? Would I continue to call him Mr. Sutton? Yeah, for I... the whole time. You're never going to get on first name terms with him. Mm. No, no. And that sort no, of that enough. leans into his enigmatic vibe. I think that you never yeah. know what this man's name is. He's just Mr. Sutton. Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Is he still teaching? Do you know? Uh, I did a gig at the school about five years ago, and he was still there. Things are going well. What? What do you mean? For me? You did a gig at your school, yeah. Yeah, because it was in financial trouble and I needed to help it out. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh, oh yes. There it is. How are you feeling, oh, Maisie? Yes. Oh, how does that feel, Maisie, oh, you absolute arsehole? <laughs> I'm sorry if you're happy with the Tory cuts in comprehensive education, Maisie, but... Uh... Oh, Maisie. Oh, God, that's, oh, dear. that is a backfire. That is a backfire. <laughs> you, don't, you, you don't win crafts like that with that attitude. <laughs> no, no. Uh, let the record state that I, I hope that all uh, state schools are thriving, both financially and mm. within the curriculum. Uh, moving on, James Acaster. <laughs> which 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 teacher that I hope is uh, alive, well, and enjoying the profession uh, are you taking? I don't. It's very difficult for me. Um, Why is it difficult? Have you got strained relationships with your teachers? I just don't think. Like, look, I don't. Holidays for me are holidays with the right people are a lovely break. Yeah, and holidays with the wrong people are constant, like doing stuff you don't want to do, trying not to get in an argument with this person. Hundred percent. So, a lot of nice old teachers, but like I don't think I'd want to go on holiday with them. But then I thought, from the ages of uh, seventeen to twenty twenty one, roughly, I had singing lessons, <laughs> um, and I had a singing teacher, and. She was a laugh and eccentric. Yeah. And I think I could go on holiday with her every year for the rest of my life. Were and you it really would good? Be... Yeah. Can we just pause here on the singing lessons for a bit, please? Because you don't have mm, yes. a voice that I... I, I Obviously, you know, there's, there's three people here that shouldn't throw stones because they're in glass houses. But you don't have a voice that I would say... Naturally, I would say would lead to being a voice of an angel. Yeah, well, that's pretty much what she said when she was teaching. I'd, I'd say, in fact, this is one of the, one of the ugliest voiced podcast trios in the uh, in the UK. Yeah, there's no danger of us making a band, is there? Anytime soon. Yeah, if we did a sort of a barbershop quartet thing, it would be absolutely horrific. <laughs> Andy Parsons j- rounding it off. I <laughs> <laughs> got the old. Oh, good to um, see you again, Sue Pollard. Nice to <laughs> <laughs> nice to catch up. <laughs> yeah, well, in my first singing lesson, um, she played a scale on the piano, and I, I had to like sing along to it, just la 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 up and down. And she stopped, like while I was mid. Yeah, midway through the uh, scale. And she went, I can't teach you. <laughs> I can't teach you. And I was like, what? She's like, this is impo- this is a, this is a non-start. You've got you it all already. Yeah. You're the title package. Um, There's nothing I can teach you. And, uh, and I, I, I had to say to her, I said to her, Look, can you just give me some homework? 
and I'll go away and practice. And if I'm not be the any only better, kid in the world asking for singing homework. Yeah, I said, look, if I'm no better by next week, then you don't have to teach me. But if oh, I am, if God. I've improved even a little bit, then you got to teach me. She went okay and made that deal with me. And then I went back the following week and I'd marginally improved. Oh. And she was like, okay, fine. We'll do this. This is really sounding like, you know, when people used to go on X Factor and it was a no and then they'd stand and plead with, <laughs> yeah. with the panel. Go, please, just give me yes. a chance. I know I can do I know I can get better. And then at most they might, which is what they've done with you, James, go, all right, fine, we'll send you to boot camp and you, you yeah. last one more week. But really it's a it's well, prolonging the 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 pain. Can I lasted three more years. Can I I'll have you know? Can I ask like as a singing teacher, isn't the whole thing like what? Who's that guy that teaches the like military wives and stuff? Um, oh, Gareth Malone. Gareth Malone. Yeah. Isn't the whole thing? Everyone can sing. I've just got to bring it out of them. Yeah. Not. Yeah. yeah. Not four it, notes in. Yeah. Absolutely not. This isn't happening. Like that feels like you're not doing your job. No go. Yeah. I reckon you talk to Gareth Malone off camera and he'll go, not everyone can sing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. In front of the camera, he's saying that and they're putting the ones who have managed to do it on right, camera. Okay. Yeah. But off camera, he's going, I've met a lot of no-hopers. Off and... camera, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of military wives just saying the scale yeah. at yeah. the same yeah. note throughout the whole thing. And he's like... Pleading Whoa. for homework. Please, Gareth. Yeah. It's like, this isn't making the edit. This military wife, she's not, no way. Because um, the reason I'd taken the singing lessons is because I was in a band. We wanted to do vocal harmonies. We recorded ourselves doing some acapella that was vocal. The band. I remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like in those three years I had the singing lessons, me and my teacher, Cecilia, we really got on. I ended up her number one house sitter. I'd house sit for her whenever she went away. Hung out with her outside of singing lessons. Um, we'd go to some dinner parties that she had. Oh, and, my God. And uh, hang out with her, her mates. So I could go on holiday with her. Cecilia, the singing teacher. You were hanging out, going to dinner parties. Yeah. She, it sounds like she lives quite a decadent lifestyle. How would it go when she turned up at the dinner party with a 16-year-old boy who was bad at singing? Well, no, I wasn't 16. All right. Uh, so I was 18. When right. I started the singing lessons, yeah. um, I wouldn't sing at the dinner parties. <laughs> and, um, and usually the dinner parties were a real rogue, rogues gallery anyway. Right. So it okay. wasn't like I was um, sticking out like a sore thumb. Yeah. We were all a bunch of waifs and strays. Oh, okay. But I, I would house sit loads. You know, yeah. Uh, I, I knew a cat very well because of house sitting. Nikita the cat. Nikita, of course, Nikita the cat. Who, when she died, Nikita, she got put in the freezer. What? what? Sorry, what? What, like Walt Disney? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In case she wants to be brought back to life in the <laughs> when the technology yeah. is available. Like demolition cat. Cecilia wanted to cremate her in the back garden. Well, she's gone too far in the completely the opposite direction then by freezing it. <laughs> well, she wasn't allowed to do it. But she was allowed to do it in one of the other homes that she owned. Um, I can't remember if it was the one in France or the one in Italy. So until she was going to go there, she put the cat in the freezer so she could take it with her to that home and, and burn it. Bagged it up and put it in the freezer. Yeah. How did she get it through customs? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> what What have you got in there, madam? Oh, no, it's just a frozen cat. It's, fine. it's a frozen, frozen cat. cat. It's thawing out. Yeah. Okay. Any Any holidays that you'd like to go on with Cecilia James? Uh, I guess I'd like to go to Italy. Italy. She knows a lot about 
Italy, and uh, so yeah, to go to Venice with her. And, and I've never been to Venice before. I'd okay. like to go there. Nice tour guide, Josh. Where's first stop on your tour with Mr. Sutton? I think we do. I think we do probably India and stuff, wouldn't we? We'd probably go and find ourselves in Asia. Yeah. Yes, he sounds like he's ready for an, an eat, pray, love era, yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, exactly. We'd yeah. probably go to a kind of uh, a retreat. Or maybe we'd do the Amazon. What's that What's that thing that people go and take that weird drug in, with a tribe and they... Oh, yeah, sh- ayahuasca. I bet you'd be well into that. Never shut up about it, that kind of yeah. thing. What's it called? Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. A lot of people, yeah, love they, they say it, it calls to you. Oh. The uh, the experience it's this spiritual experience, religious experience almost. Wow! I think I could do with it because some people I know who I consider to be friends consider me beige. Yeah, you could do with a bit of ayahuasca in your life, yeah. Josh. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what? Okay, I'll give points to you, Josh. Oh, I'll that's give very you. Nice um, you. I'll give you five points. Oh well, I know I've done this. No. no I know no, no. I've done that. What? Because then that minus one that you handed out becomes all important. So you've done that yeah. to uh, to create to make a bigger point about people. That would just be cruel, though, wouldn't it, to do that and childish? Um, you've got five points because I think you need some ayahuasca in your life. Yeah, and I think you and Mr. Sutton would be a nice little duo. And I don't think James and Cecilia's sorrid relationship needs yeah. any more encouragement to be honest no i agree i think it, i think a line needs drawing under that whole chapter of his yes, life absolutely yeah, i agree actually yeah yeah uh so i'll tot up the uh the points just give me a minute with my abacus so that's uh that is five points for james a caster and uh because of your minus one josh it would have been a draw but it's it's five four that's due to your attitude yeah. earlier on in the show. That's unacceptable presenting. Which... I just think that I just think that's petty. I just think. Well, I just think if you'd have come with a better attitude, you'd have oh, had it all to now. play for. Listen, yeah. I would love to have given you another round, maybe to try and win it back, Josh. Oh, but I'm now. afraid I don't make the rules. That's all we've got time for on this week's hypothetical podcast, and this week's winner is. I wonder who it is. It's James Acaster. Oh. You win all the hypothetical prizes. Congratulations. Thank you, Maisie. This means the world. Commiserations, Josh. Thank you. Maybe next time you'll have a better attitude. Oh, for God's sake, I won't. We can hope so. Maybe the ayahuasca will kick in and he'll come back a lot <laughs> yeah. more enlightened and calm and, frankly, a better colleague for us all. Thanks to everyone for listening and someone else will see you next week. Hypothetical the podcast is a hat trick production for Dave. All episodes of Hypothetical the TV show are available on UK TV Play. Have you ever wondered what it'd be like to nose around a comedian's house, take their stuff and see how much money you can make by selling it? No, that's a pretty niche thing, to be honest. Bit creepy, really. But that's the premise of Dave's brand new comedy podcast, Hard Sell, with me, Josh Jones. And me, Darren Harrier. We're going to travel the country, visiting the homes of different comedians, chatting about their spending habits before grabbing one of their favourite possessions and giving ourselves one week to try and sell it for charity. 
in a competition to see who can raise the most money. It's a right laugh as we get to meet amazing funny people like Kima Bob, Joel Domit, Rhea Lena, Ivo Graham, Josh Pugh and lots more. But also sort of like an incredibly stressful cheese dream where we're trying to shift what are essentially stolen goods against the clock. <laughs> it's bonkers. Hard sell with Josh Jones and Darren Harrier. Available now wherever you get your podcasts.